was the news that was. That was the news that was. Okay. That was my attempt at another variation on the introduction of Stand Up Speak Out UK Presents. That was the news that was. Sorry. I know I made you suffer. I'm my apologies. Anyway. Welcome to this week's news review, although there will be things I'll be talking about which maybe you're not aware of. I hope not. And as you know, I like the a theme. So in this case, I'm going to use the word truth. As you know, the tagline for this podcast is here, the truth. I'm very peculiar about the truth. I like to say the truth. I will send you facts. I remember one thing, whatever I say when it's my opinion, you don't have to agree with me. It's a good like, example, I met with a gentleman this week, and I said, I didn't like to other brother. He said he did. He has a right to say that in my world. You know, um, I have a friend of mine who's, who's a devoted conservative supporter. Yeah, but that's habitual. Near the election, I'll be talking about habitual voters and voters who I think got brains, because I think habitual voters are just going to vote whatever that way. But it's been an interesting week. Not, for me, in what I look at, not earth-shattering world, there has been two earth-shattering events. The first one I'm going to talk about is the, the COVID inquiry. Get exciting. Tell you that is really it's becoming like a murder mystery. After all, in reality, whoever is responsible for the fiasco that was uh, managing COVID, many people died. I mean that's why, you know, when we found out Bojo had parties. Oh no, there were no parties. Yes, there were parties. I didn't realise there were parties. How can you not realise that it's a party, right? They're having a few drinks. Oh, and then he came out with the excuses. They were leaving dues. How many companies couldn't go to their leaving dues of their stuff? Or if somebody passed away the funeral, which is more, I think, more prevalent. But now we're getting suspects come up, in my mind anyway, and I'll present them to you. And you tell me if I'm right. One who's completely off the ball, and I don't think he had anything to do with it, but he was part of the cabinet, is Michael Gove. And I think he's panicking, because he thinks he's going to go down. He's going to go down, son, ain't ya? Um, he was asked a question, of course, like most of them, avoided the question totally. And the KC, who I thought was pretty good, started losing his call. And they've got this woman who's presiding over it. She says, let's calm down for a minute. Calm down, calm down. Sorry. Um, it was very funny. To, yeah, because... But so I, he's, I would say, by complicit, could be put into the, to the dock. Then we have Dominic Cummings. That fine peer of society, who I read the other day, was laughing about the trip to Barnard Castle, as you may remember. 
he went to test his eyes, took his family with him. Yeah, as I said, when I mentioned that, yeah, yeah, um, he goes up for the judge, his wife and child are both dead because he couldn't see. He said, well, sure you are, I was just testing my eyes. No, total lie. Yeah, it's um, that very day was her birthday. So, he took her out. How many people couldn't take out their partners on their birthday? I asked myself. And he was complicit in setting some of these rules according to the... Uh, to the rumours. I would say by complicity he's guilty. Personally myself. Now we have somebody who I think made a few bob out of it. Matt Hancock. The one of, you know, television fame now. Because as one of the secretaries said, he had the solution. He kept on saying he's got a solution. Well, you've got a solution, you share it. <coughs> it's just like Scarlett Bradman talking about a document last week and she won't share it. Well, there is no document. It's her talking. But yeah, I, I believe he's guilty. I also think there was a case of him making some money out of some of this PPE. What well, I was quite annoyed at when PPE personally myself as I heard that some British companies were offering to make it, they said they changed their manufacturing machines to be able to make this. Of course, they're thinking about business because they're going to close down. No, 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 we have somebody. We got stuff from Turkey, don't worry. Spent several million pounds on this stuff from Turkey and it's totally useless and they haven't got the money back. If they have to tell me, please, I'd like to know. But to my knowledge, they never got the money back. So, you know, two million pounds up the Swanee. And, okay, let me be blunt. Somebody got a few bob helping that contract get through. There's something in government called lobbying. You might have heard this phrase. Lobbying is useful, actually, and the biggest lobbies are the power companies. And I've really got... Yeah, like as we know, January, our power's going to back up again. But what they do is this, really. A bill is going to go through. If they don't like it, a bill has to be read in a certain time frame, a certain part of the day. And um, if it can't be read, the bill's not... If it's, You know, if they go over the previous bill, can't say, oh, so we're going to stop this. Well, they should do. Um, then the bill's not ready. It doesn't go through. That's why some of these promised bills that we get through never happen. And so it's actually sometimes a, a, an opposing body that would delay it. So it never go through. Yeah, we hear loads of things about that. So I personally feel somebody got a few bob out of it and I think it's Hancock. I'll say it blatantly. Maybe some other people in the cabinet other people around. Unfortunately, as we know, money is a big tantalizer to people. Um, 
I'm gonna share you a story about me. I'm, 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 I'm an idiot. True, I'm an idiot. You'll say I'm an idiot. I know a bloke who got paid, and this is God in the seven nineteen seventies. He got paid five hundred quid to marry somebody to bring her to this country. And I'm talking to him one day, and some bloke turns up with the money. And he asked me, am I married? I said, no, I'm not. And he was an old bloke. He said, how would you like to earn 500 pounds, son? Easy job. I said, what? All you do is marry this woman, bring her over, that's it. She said, yeah, she said, not even stay with you. Well, I'm old-fashioned. I believe marriage is fair. I've never been married, all right? Let's get this straight. But... I thought, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not doing that. It's dishonest. Yeah. So there's lots of little things where you get what I call earners, you know, because I come from the East End. But no, no, I'm, I'm very particular what I do. I'm, I'm on this mug. I've got a friend of mine. Um, he's always talking about, where you going to money here? Where you going to money here? So that's bloody tape recorder. And he's got, he said to me one day, Joanne, I saved £16,000. And I said to him, Oi, you got three businesses. No wonder you've got £16,000. I haven't got one. Well, there's this. Hopefully one day I might earn a couple of quid out of it. But we'll see. I'll probably do it anyway, because I'm a mug. So that's Hancock. Now we've got the big two, Sunak and Johnson. Now, as we know, when that statement was made, I think everybody said, thought it was Johnson, you know, why are we bothering anywhere? They're going to die. But now, the way Sunak is, he's rather paranoid about these, you know, sending the migrants to Rwanda. I think if he had a... At one time, it was only Suella Bradburn who wanted that. Now, why is he doing it? Sunak, I think he's doing it to try and keep the leadership. Power is a horrible thing. Johnson, as we know, it said no, many times during the inquiry, he was the wrong person at the wrong time for this sort of thing. He's very charismatic. And yes, he did win the the election, because he went around talking to people, and people liked him. I don't, you know, but that's me. Nobody likes it, can like you. So now we have it. We have, I think, three main suspects in this murder case. And it is murder. Johnson, Sunak and Hancock. Who is most to blame? Or are they all three to blame? Well, I think they're all three to blame. Then we've got Cummings off to one side, and that's it. Gove was just part of it. Well, anybody in the cabinet would be guilty. God, we can make Dottie Doris guilty. And of course, she'll be saying, just like I went to grammar school, you don't say anything about me. Uh, so I would. I'd say a lot more about her. And that's rather worrying. 
Now the next item, which I'm looking into. And if anybody has any information, I'd love to hear from you about this. As we know, last week I mentioned London Council is looking for £600 million to help with the homeless. Also, Croydon Council had filed for bankruptcy. I was up till 2 o'clock this on uh, Thursday morning doing work. And uh, I then heard Nottingham Councils file for bankruptcy. So there we are, three councils. Then I saw an article later in the morning that Liverpool Council needs money to help the homeless. How many have more? There is a rumour I've heard, and it's only a rumour, because I did try and check it out, the fact, is that along the south, there's sweat. I can't think of what it stands for. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not that clever. It helps rough sleepers get out of the cold. That's it. Well, I've heard that on the south coast, and I've got no confirmation of this, is they will only take people who've been homeless for six months or more. When I heard that, and it's somebody I trust who told me this, um, I was thinking, when I was a rough sleeper, those first six months when I needed help, after that I was fairly used to it. Um, I was out, like, 18 months that time. So I suffered the, uh, the cold. I was lucky I had a nice sleeping bag. I would not go into night shelters. I suffered two nights in the night, and I'd say suffer. So I went to this night shelter, it was the day centre which I used. And the first night, people walking around, talking, and I thought, I want to go to sleep. Because when you go to a night shelter, what they do is, you're there, maybe you're getting about 10 o'clock, if you're lucky. Maybe early in some places. They give you some food before you go to bed. They have these cots in this place. So I found my cot. And there's people walking around all night. And then you're chucked out at 7 o'clock. Or 7.30 really. Because you're giving them an orange juice and a sandwich. So I went back the second night thinking, oh, it'd be okay, you know, me getting used to it. Same thing, so I walked out. Now, I've been homeless three times. Uh, yeah, including that three times I've been on the street. And second time, I refused to go in. Yeah, because I had a nice place to sleep that was quiet. I got a good night's sleep, everything. Then uh, the last time I went, the worker turned around to me and said, I want you in the night shelter. I said, I'm not going to the night shelter. He said, if you don't go in, I won't help you. Well, I know he couldn't say that, but you know, if, he, if it had been true, I was still wouldn't have gone in. I'd have somewhere else. It's terrible, these night shelters. You know, you don't really suffer them. You know, um... But they are useful. There are some people I, I've met when I was on the street I know could not survive. I remember that first year that I'd gone with the crowd. No, it was 
it was March, and all the night shows were shutting down. And this bloke came down, um, Lincoln's in where the handouts were. He was totally out of it. I mean, like, I think a little bit of mental illness here. And I said to him, go to the connections, tell them you're a problem, they get you in somewhere. A year later, I walked into a hostel, and who's there? Him. Still the same way. But some people can't survive it. It's, I won't quit a holiday going on the street. That's why sometimes I get annoyed when you sleep out. I'm more annoyed because they don't talk about one thing at the end of it. When you do it, you're in your step that you get up the following morning, you get your gear ready, and then there's one thing you've got to think about survival. Either you've got where you've got to go, places. I asked one, but there used to be the Simon community used to come round to Covent Garden about half past seven with a sandwich and coffee, or tea, or soup. So I had a coffee and a sandwich. I said to some bug, I know, what are you doing today? And he drew out this piece of paper. It was a load of handouts he was going to go to during the day. I thought, is there nothing more in your life? I know there's another guy at Christmas. Usually you get special meals, you know. I think you get enough socks and gloves to, um, I don't know, to start a stall. And one bloke I knew had a list of every single Christmas meal. And I used to go to a place called St. Patrick's. And I said, that's what I go to. I wouldn't go anywhere else. Because I don't need loads of socks and cuffs. Socks are useful, though. It is bad. But if they're going to make it that way, as I said before, after six months, I got into the swing of things. I sort of knew where to go when you first go out. And there are also some people who cannot survive sleeping on the street. I hope to bring a friend of mine, Mr. Ross Watkins, on, who works for Jane, to talk about who are the homeless. Because when I got the street, I'll admit to you, to me, the only homeless people were rough sleepers. There's a lot more to it. That brings to a, you know, to what I really got annoyed about. Now, on Wednesday, I don't know if you heard of it, heard it, I've created a new line, well, a new program called Real Lives. Real Lives is going to handle anything I can't put in the other two, and I've, I've got guests till January, so at the moment, I've done Real Lives, we've got the... Uh, We've had the migrants being thrown out, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. Next week, it's this guy talking about economy. How people believe in economy, I think. I've got a good title for it. And I might the following week, but it's not a regular thing. But... I had Mr. Ross Watkins come and contact me. I've worked with Ross before on other projects. And he was kind of in the, the 
migrants. Duty's term were being chucked out of the hotel. This over seven days to find a place. And at first I thought I'd be obviously it's the budget thing. But it wasn't. He then told me there's no such thing as legal, legal migrants. There's people being permission to stay or not stay. And the ones who get stayed get to in the hotels. Now, that really interested me. Because we're not told that, are we? If you listen to some person on the news, and I heard something today from a news programme, these illegal migrants get hotels, they get our benefits, they get everything. Someone they don't get the benefits, I knew that was a lie, but I did think, I didn't know about the hotels. They're put into compounds, normally. The ones that, until they're given permission to stay. And it really annoyed me. Because once again, we're going away from the truth, aren't we? We're told, okay, virtually all the migrants that come over, there's no difference, we're going to be put there. I spoke to, uh, I spoke to the council. I mean, the ministry. It's nothing to do with it. They told me, oh, and I got wrong information. I let them talk. I actually forgot, actually. They brought up 28 days. But some of them have been given seven days to find a place. So then they told me I should go to, that was the home office, I should go to Dulac. So I spoke to them on the Monday. I needed it by the end of Tuesday. I recorded it that evening, that whatever additional information. So I said, yeah, sure, sure, that no problem, no problem. And I have dealt with press offices before. And all the time with dealing only one question did they not answer. So I sent them an email, put the deadline, I'm still waiting. That was on Tuesday, today's Thursday night. So two days. No, that was on Monday I sent it. So, four days. I reckon I'll never get an answer, but I'm going to try again. I'm going to send up an email on Monday. But why? Yeah, yeah. I did some work as a resettlement worker. I know how difficult it is to find accommodation for what we call people who have permission to stay. I've been here for a while. Have to see. Shorter one today. Getting busy, but maybe you have a point to make to me. And once again, my email is Ian, I-A-N, Kalman, K-A-L, oh, yes, do it phonetically, India Alpha November, Kilo Alpha Lima, Mike Alpha November, at GMX, georgemichaelxray.com. Next week on Monday, I'm going to have something to talk about. We start talking about gatekeeping. It's Mike Hyden of the HBP Consultancy. Very knowledgeable man. Then we talked about a little bit of the law of homelessness. 
And the following week, I've got his, his associate, Shannon. And I've actually asked to look at temporary housing. And there I'm interested in. So, have a nice weekend. Hope to see you soon.